0: No. <sniffs> Just a little hocus pocus, and you can tell by the music that you're listening to the Scare Daniel podcast, where you send us your most sinister movie dares, and we suffer the consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, local comedian, and if you want a movie where you have to awkwardly explain to a child what a virgin is, have we got a movie for you. With me, as always, is film critic Daniel Barnes.
1: Hi, everyone. During the month of October, we do your dastardly dirty work by watching the most unwatchable scary movies you can imagine. And then we review and rate them using our unique and uniquely terrifying system. Run of the mill bad film will rate it a dare. The double dare rating goes to the truly atrocious movies, and we reserve the reverse dare for those despised movies. That are actually pretty
0: good. Today on the podcast, or whenever you're listening to it, maybe you're you're sitting around candles and pumpkins and it's middle of the night at the witching hour, perhaps. Sure. We're yeah. reviewing Bette Midler and Hocus Pocus, the neglected 1993 Halloween comedy that somehow became a beloved annual tradition. So we got sent this dare via social media from someone we've known since, like, what? Second grade?
1: Since 1693.
0: Yes, (laughs) since 1693. Since the last time the Sanderson sisters were (laughs) out and about. Allison's Dare goes like this. I watched it for the first time this year, and yikes. I know it is a beloved film for many, but since you guys ruined Love Actually for me, I figure you can ruin this steaming turd for others. Okay. So not only is that a great fantastic dare that we've heard yep, from someone, you know, Allison awesome. Kinnear, uh, you know, you know, what, let's smash the patriarchy. We know her as Allie Gill. Uh, yeah. you know, go back to your old name, Allie. That's what we demand it. But uh I, it. I saying that we ruined love actually for you, uh that's the, just the highest compliment. I mean, really. The IMDb synopsis of Hocus Pocus, a curious youngster moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century.
1: Yes, this week's film is Hocus Pocus, no colon in the title, directed by Kenny Ortega, maybe better known as a choreographer than a film director, though he also helmed movies like Newsies. He made the high school musical films and Michael Jackson's This Is It, amongst a few others. The film stars Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Barker as the Sanderson Sanderson sisters, the witches at the center of the film. It also features Omri Katz, Thora Birch, and Vanessa Shaw. It's set in Salem, witches, Salem, witches, get Mm -hmm. it, but mostly shot on a soundstage. You can't even tell. (laughs) Uh, some scenes were shot on location in the real, the real Salem, Mass. Uh, the opening scenes set in colonial Massachusetts were actually shot at Pioneer Village, a living history recreation in Salem, sort of like their colonial Williamsburg, I guess. Released July 16th, 1993, <laughs> July July 16th, great timing, just in time to be three months early. It's perfect. You nailed it. It was not appreciated by critics of Release. 39 on Rotten Tomatoes, 43 on Metacritic. However, compare that to a 71 audience score hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.6 audience score on Metacritic. Intrigue. Intrigue. Not a big success at the box office in 1993 either, Hocus Pocus. It grossed about 39 million against a budget of 28 million. Standard Hollywood logic in those days would you got to make uh, three times your budget really to break even. You know, when you factor in all of the unwritten, you know, costs and the marketing and everything else, so it fell well short of that. Okay, it was you know not the That's worst bomb of all time, right? but not not a hit. Yeah, that was theatrical, okay. right? So there you have it. Boom! I'm clapping my hands together in the way that says. They're dusty, yeah. yeah. But but that's a job well done, and we're at the end, It's right? been a
0: hard day's work. I'm, I'm knocking the dust of that off. You've got the history of Hocus Pocus bo- box office theatrical release.
1: Nailed. Put it away. What more can Put you fuckers away. ask of us? Just like Raiders of the Lost Ark, it, just like right <laughs> roll it in to a big place where you just store things you don't need anymore. It's fine. Yeah. It's a classic story. It's a movie with kind of low appeal. Not a lot of stars. This is pre, you know, Sex in the City, Sarah Jessica Parker, remember? Released in the completely wrong season. Rejected by critics. Rejected by audiences. Boom. We're done, right? And not so fast. What? And now, the rest of the story. That movie that nobody loved became an annual holiday classic Mm -hmm. somehow it went into heavy rotation on disney channel and abc family slash freeform especially in october and gained a loyal following amongst younger audiences and i guess anyone looking for like a family friendly sort of halloween movie which there aren't a ton of live action yeah those home media sales spiked every halloween viewing numbers spiked every halloween And unbeknownst to a lot of people who grew up outside of the target demographic of watching ABC Family on Halloween, right? (laughs) And not like horror movies, it became an annual tradition. Uh, A big thing. It was re released in the theaters very successfully in 2020, became a staple of October movies in the park. And quirky, you remember our wedding planner discussion? They don't, in real life, show movies in the park that are arcane and nobody's ever heard of, they are like, put it on a TV, mass appeal, no fucking doubters, uh-huh, right? right? They are, they are like moonshots. It's like <laughs> Hanseco and Maguire Bash Brothers type shit. It's just like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't pick something. No one's like, what is this movie? What the fuck is it? I don't get it. No, Hocus Pocus is now like an annual sort of a thing. You're not I mean,
0: showing company business with Gene Hackman and Mikhail. No, <laughs> you <laughs> watch
1: that on Tubi <laughs> while you fall asleep. but but this you watch it apart yes there's a whole bunch of people like the the cross-section of the community i i mean honestly i remember this coming out in 1993 we were both like 17 years old you could have knocked me over with a feather like two or three years ago when i heard that this was like a big fucking deal for everybody i think maybe just during the pandemic people just sharing more of like their sort of personal selves on social media. I think that's where I became aware of it. Really? It's just like somebody sharing that on social media or maybe it was when I saw it as a like a movie in the park and it just was like, what? Yeah. That's a, that is, that's a, a beloved classic. That's the, a Christmas story of this generation, like this forgotten movie that became like a, like a holiday tradition. I couldn't believe it. Uh, It became so popular they reunited the cast for a sequel, Hocus Pocus 2, released to Disney Plus uh, just a few weeks ago on September 30. (laughs) So Roger Ebert in 1993 wrote, quote, watching the movie is like attending a party you weren't invited to and where you don't know anybody and they're all in on a joke but won't explain it to you. Contemporary reviews are generally kinder. They're often tinged with this nostalgia. Those kids who grew up watching it on ABC Family and the Disney Channel, they're grown up now, and they're writing movie reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeff Shannon of the Seattle Times wrote, quote, Hocus Pocus remains remains a delightful family comedy, spooky but never scary, as it romps its merry way through the graveyard, end quote. Quirky. Like I said, age-wise, we fell outside of the sweet spot. Yeah, demographic 17 years old it didn't have a lot of appeal neither of us had ever seen it before yeah but it's a thing it's a thing now and as scholars of the cinema we need to reckon with it we need to wade into the shit we need to just get neck deep into the muck and just somehow plant a flag somewhere on one side of the border or the other so, Corky, Hocus Pocus, you've finally seen it. Is it your new annual October tradition, or would you rather burn your memories of this film at the stage? God damn
0: it. I love Ebert's review. I just love that yeah. description. Yeah. And I'm going to steal that review for something where I, I really, really feel that way about, because I love that description of something. Um, and even the review that's, that's in support of it, I don't agree with. Um it's not spooky, but it's not trying to be. The way I described this movie to my girlfriend was like this is aggressively family friendly. It is so digestible for ages 4 to 44, 74, sure. right? Because it's chintzy and cheesy. And it's like it's like putting plastic pumpkins next to your
1: fireplace. That's what this movie is. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I mean, the love that people have for this movie is not of the princess switch like put it on as, like, Christmas noise, sort of, you know? It's, like, they have, like, mugs, like, quoting lines from the movie. They have, like, a specific love for this movie. And it's obviously very, like, heavily rooted in nostalgia. Yes,
0: that's that's it right there.
1: And I don't, I mean, I don't begrudge anyone liking any movie, honestly. I mean, I... I do. I like, Anybody I who likes Boondock
0: Saints, <laughs> don't ever fucking talk to me. Don't ever fucking talk to me if you like Boondock Saints. <laughs>
1: All right, fair enough. I mean, you gotta have your your man. You got your limits, <laughs> Everybody's
0: got their line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but honestly, I don't care. You want it to be an annual tradition? Have make it an annual tradition. Sure. Like what the fuck? Like I mean, the, what is there a law for or against it? Are the secret police storming into anyone's house right now, breaking down anyone's door? Hang on, let me. No, they're not. I have a blast. I don't give a shit. But having finally seen the film, I can definitively say. I don't get it. No,
0: I, I, but see, I agree.
1: <laughs> I didn't, I don't get it at
0: all. But I didn't dislike it though, is what I mean. It's like, it's so wholly inoffensive in every aspect. That's just it. It's just a nothing. Yeah. It's a
1: big, big ball of absolutely nothing. I would love it if it was a little offensive. I wasn't even offended by all of the virgin stuff. It's just so banal. Yeah. Like, that's the issue with it. Our, uh, Nick Coleman, a uh, friend of ours. Good artist, friend of the uh, show. listener to the show. Uh, he he had a post. I mean, this is like just a week before. He just was ranting and raving on Facebook about it. And he just nailed it. It was like, it's boring. Yeah. It's like, it's not that it's bad. It's just like, there's nothing there. I mean, there's no highs. There's no lows. There's no nothing. I just don't understand the appeal of it. Again, other than the nostalgia of watching it over and over and over again. I just, I can't, I can't understand an adult making a a quality argument for this film. Well, I'll make
0: make a quality argument for an aspect of the film that kept me into it the whole way and that I think could be celebrated is in the performance of the three leads. In Bette Midler, (laughs) Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker, they are going for it.
1: Oh, they're going for it. They're so committed.
0: There's physicality, slapstick. They each have their own personas. They each have their own physicality that informs the character very well. They're not given much to do by way of uh, script and, and plot, but they make the most of their scenes in performance.
1: Uh, oh, I mean, I, I, give him, I give him total credit yeah. for, going, if there, for going full blast. If there was I, a director with even the slightest
0: fucking eye on this thing, there were scenes where I was like, oh my God, I want to like this part, but this is pulling me way out because it's so haphazardly shot. Yeah,
1: it's poorly shot. I just, I, nails on a chalkboard, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, I found it just like demonstrably unfunny, just like, like egregiously unfunny. And I, I'm not a fan of this. Like it's what they're basically doing is three stooges, witches, three stooges, okay? witches. Right? Yes. There's, and Bette Midler is Mo. Okay? Sure. Right. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker being, like, a blonde ditz, I guess, is the only sort of, you know, wrinkle. But really, they're all just three dummies, and Bette Midler is their leader. Yeah. It's a three stooges thing. They're constantly, like, bonking each other. They're constantly, like, elbowing each other and grabbing each other by the ears and doing little dances and shtick and things like that. They got their little walk. It is 100% not my thing. (laughs) And it's not even because I fall out of sight of that demographic. Like... This never would have been my thing. This was never my kind of thing. And again, I don't care if you like it. I don't judge you. Whatever. Don't judge me. I just don't go for it. Uh-huh. I don't go for it. I don't. I need an extra level with my comedy. And this is one level, very loud, loud level. A dinner theater <laughs> level of loud. <laughs> no, I, I mean, again, I just, I don't. It's not for me. It's 100% not for me um and i can't even see that is
0: that's your black cat in the background screaming (laughs) that is thackeray binks screaming in the background
1: that is my cat demanding her tuna dinner while i'm trying to record my podcast no, I turned to Darcy when this was over. We watched it together. And I was like, people love this movie. <laughs> like, people watch this every year. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, but you know what? I mean, again, we all have our things. You know what? I watched um, Cecil B. DeMille's The Greatest Show on Earth like about 100 times when I was a kid. And I love that movie. And everyone hates it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It's pretty fucking I, boring. It sparked a love of like old circus movies, even though I hate Circuses uh-huh. in real life, morally and as entertainment. I, but I love old circus movies because it caught you know as a it kid. Is. It just it it sparks something. I, I don't know for whatever reason. I'm I'm fully on board with that kind of stuff, and I'm fully not on board with this. But you know, that's me. Should we get into it? And now our feature presentation. We open in 1693. We start with a book. It so says 1693. Yep. Open it up. We see this shadow of what appears to be a witch on a broomstick just flying over this landscape. This very Danny Elfman light Ooh, yeah. score Good call. is playing, okay. And it the is the score it, it's not bad, no. but the score and again, I don't want to talk about music the whole time, so I always try to get it out of the way early. It mutates a lot depending on where the whatever the movie's <laughs> ripping off at that particular time. But right now they're trying to go for sort of an old kind of Tim Burton-y sort of like fun macabre.
0: You're absolutely 100 right with that. It is very Beetlejuice esque at the beginning with that.
1: And it's it's a it's a pretty good score, and I, I know people really like it. It it just it it this is maybe just bad directing again. It's used so loosely yeah it's just slathered across this movie it's just it's everywhere when it when a less would be a lot more no more you're right is added. the <laughs> film is
0: very chaotic in all the movements anyway it's not really cut yes. together very s- smoothly and i think the music Ooh. is also that way
1: yeah absolutely
0: being more of a visual cue person the thing i picked up on this was we're seeing the silhouette fly over the landscape which is you know kind yeah. of a cool effect to introduce your witch
1: it's it. it's
0: definitely not fall the, all the trees are a bright beautiful green ah. they they had to mute down the sunlight to do like kind of almost like day for night shot the second yeah. she lands
1: definitely fall definitely right. leaves on the
0: ground definitely yellow
1: and browns continuity not a super huge priority on Kenny Ortega's no. set i imagine that's
0: not that Kenny Ortega touch
1: <laughs> so a boy wakes up. We're in Colonial Salem again, 1693. This boy is Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks, not Jar Jar Binks. Nope, D- distant cousin. Thackeray Binks. Jar
0: Jar is a better actor, I think.
1: I, he is. He's just he's funnier. <laughs> Jar And Binks. he's. I was waiting for him of, to step in the poopsie. Less racially offensive. Somehow. <laughs> Uh, Thackeray wakes up. Where's Emily? Where's Emily? He's missing. Her uh, little sister, Emily. uh, We see this purple smoke coming from the woods. They conjure witches. And we see this little girl kind of on the other end of the woods. She's being lured in into this sort of perimeter on the woods where the settlers are. And Thackeray's like, "Uh, I don't think so. So, he gives chase. Yeah. So, he runs after them. All right. And immediately... Because this movie is so inelegant. It never it's just like it's so bad at like introducing characters yeah. and things like that. So now we just meet the sisters. Boom, there they are. There's no like no here's a big reveal or nope. an entrance or something like that. It's just like there they are, boom. It's, you mentioned everything.
0: Tim Burton. Tim Burton would have done this so much better with the the whole intro of the characters and There's just no
1: elegance it's at all.
0: Just they burn, he
1: runs, and there's the sisters. T V movie aesthetic. Very here. much so. It's, it's efficient. It's brutal. But I, Darcy was actually like shocked. She was like, "This was made." She's like, "No, this wasn't released in the theaters. Right. This was made for the Disney Channel." So I'm like, "No, this was released in the theaters. This yes. was supposed to be a summer blockbuster for Disney." <laughs> like, that's that, that, what? Uh, okay, so we meet the Sanderson sisters. Boom, there they just are. So Bette Midler, she's Winifred. Yeah, buck teeth, bug eyes. She's the Mo, right? She's the she's the ear grabber. Kathy Najimy, she's kind of the uh, she's a bit of the, the Larry. Yeah, right? she's
0: uh got speaks out of a crooked mouth, kind of hunched. The whole Bill over. Murray from Caddyshack
1: thing yeah. with her mouth, and know,
0: it's still when Kathy Najimy was heavy the story. Yeah, yeah, 18th hole, big hitter dilemma. <laughs> <the llama.
1: laughs> and Sarah Jessica Parker is Sarah. She did not even need to learn her name. No, <laughs> no, kind of leans
0: solid. into the ditzy bit. Uh, boy oh, crazy. Big time.
1: Blondes, yeah, they're all dumb though. They're all dumb, and they're all playing to the rafters, like we said. It's very three stooges. It's just constantly—they're always bickering, sort of over each other, you know, bickering and muttering and yelling yeah. and jumping around and
0: just it's, cacophony it's, is the one I, is the word I would describe anytime they're on screen yeah. together.
1: Yeah, it's cacophony comedy. That is what it is. Like they're not, no, no one's really saying anything funny. There's like three or four real jokes in this movie. Yeah. But it's, this is all supposed to be funny, I guess. Good God. Uh, I was, uh, this is, I was tired of it very, <laughs> very quickly. Just as again, just, it's, you know, it's not my thing. It's just wall to wall. It's wall to wall. Um, but anyway, there's a cauldron. Emily's in the cabin there with the witches. She's bound, there's a book with eyes. That's their like kind of magic spell book.
0: Winifred treats the book like a beloved pet. You know, talks yes, to it, coos absolutely. to it, treats it nice. And then Thackeray breaks in to save his sister. He calls them a hag. He calls her a hag. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whoa, that's our word. You know, you
1: don't use the H word. We're reclaiming the power. <laughs> yes. So their plan is to like suck the essence out of this young girl uh-huh. and become younger. So yeah, Thackeray is like, hey, hands off my sister. Winifred like zaps him. Zap! With magic. I want you to remember now that these witches can zap Literally anyone right. or anything at any time. Yeah, we're going. We're talking. Remember about- this all the times they choose not to zap things, including to prevent their own death. We go. This is Leprechaun in the
0: Hood stuff, where power to <laughs> blow, blast open doors, put holes through people, but still sometimes gets befuddled by uh, someone standing on the other side of a door or something. Um, Great. Right. That's that's the kind of powers we got.
1: So the witches suck Emily's life force out, and they get a little younger. Like, they're all done up as, like, really old, old hags. Right, right. right. Um, so they get a little younger, but Thackeray jumps out, and he says, Hag, there aren't enough children in the world to make you young and beautiful. And meanwhile, his sister's dead now, right? Like, she, his sister's she, dead.
0: She had all her life sucked out, but he's yeah, not. he he's, cannot get these quips off fast enough. He's just going sass <laughs> yeah, bucket.
1: He's doing Schwarzenegger kill legs, <laughs> and, like, his sister's a corpse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah, she's fine. She'll be fine. What? No, I not. need to let you guys know what I think about you.
1: We don't know what CPR is yet.
0: It, when you say inelegant, that's the way I describe all the special effects. It's Ooh. It could have been so Ooh. much better, but it's really like. Practical, shot reverse, and shot. Shot reverse, CGI. Shot. Yes.
1: Special effects, because the flying effects, the practical flying mm. effects, are brutal. But yeah, the witches, they do this little dance, they cast a spell, and Kobamo, Thackeray, is turned into a black cat. So Sister Dead, he's a black cat. These witches, they're all powerful, right? They can shapeshift things. They can zap whatever the fuck they want. They could suck life essences out. Next scene, their necks are in nooses. D- D- because the townspeople came in with, I don't know, pitchforks? Somehow, they have pitchforks? They even have
0: pitchforks? Somehow, after murdering the child and turning the other one into a black <laughs> cat, they were put into nooses. Like the townspeople sure. came They just stopped doing magic by that time. And once you get a witch's hands tied behind her back, she's, it's fair game. There's just nothing they can do about oh, that. Sure. But why?
1: How? I mean, I they're just standing it's there just all of a sudden, next is to that? nooses, not zapping anything. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I could zap. Why couldn't I just zap, you know, just like somebody does in a movie? I could take like, all your impossible. life forces. We could be young forever. Yep. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, no. But they just die. But before they die, they cast a, another spell instead. Right. And they say that a virgin, this is like a very like specific spell too. This isn't like, you know, next guy who sneezes, we're going to come back. Okay. No. <laughs> You're going to come back pretty quickly. A virgin will summon us back from death when they light the black flame candle on Halloween night. Right. There's like one specific candle. Not even like... Any candle. You know. Yeah. Like a Febreze. No. Uh, So that's the end of the prologue. So this fades into a middle school teacher. I think middle school teacher. No. It's a high school full of (laughs) 28-year-olds. Sure. That makes sense, too. But
0: this town and this high
1: school loves Halloween. They love Halloween. And it's Halloween day as the story happens. But one boy in the class scoffs at it. Yeah. Scoffs at it. This is our hero. Ay-ay-ay. What a hero. Max. Played by Omri Katz. He's the new kid at school. He's from California. So, Quirky, don't worry. It will not come up again. <laughs> this is—it's just a place where he happens to be from. What I mean, like, just mention it, move on. Yeah. No one will ever need to bring it up again. It's totally fine. He's from California, Yan, wherever. But he's from California, so edge.
0: he doesn't understand their strange rituals and ways of October what 31st. What are these things?
1: Who are you? Yeah. What is this? What is Black this magic?
0: How- Halloween?
1: I'm wearing (laughs) tie-dye. He actually says that Halloween was a conspiracy. He gets up in class. Yeah. Scoffs at the local legend. Pisses all over the Sanderson sisters legend. Fuck this place at your centers of commerce.
0: I'm from California.
1: So listen up. He says Halloween is a conspiracy created by candy companies to sell candy. It's a future January 6th riot- rioter right here, right? He's <laughs> just like, no, you don't get it, man. The vaccines, they give you the fucking disease. Globalists control companies. the candy market in Salem. But Allison rebuts him. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, what? That's what? You're an idiot? Dumb, dumb idiot. And he's like, here's my number. Yeah. Total California attitude, right?
0: Right. You get shot down in class, publicly ask for the girl's number. Or no, publicly force your number onto the girl. Right. That's like, it's, here's my number. It's Put on her, her. to <laughs> turn you down.
1: Yeah. So he then like kind of follows her on his bike They're on campus and he's kind of flirting with her. And he's, bit, again, he just basically is like, I don't believe in all this so-called Halloween stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this- uh, um, And she gives the number back.
0: This is one of my favorite parts, though, because, uh, like I was saying, it's kind of decoration. Like, the leaves are falling. There's, right. there's uh, brown leaves on the ground. Total full mm-hmm. campus. People walk milling around. But there's a kid in a letterman jacket standing behind them, and he's talking to, a, like, maybe his girlfriend. And he's tossing a ball up and down catching it. <laughs> like, <laughs> baseball!
1: you know. Like, <laughs> I am playing ball. You're a ball player. I'm
0: a letterman jacket, so I got to have a what? ball. What? <laughs>
1: Oh, so then we get this. Okay, so Max rides off. You know, she walks. Allison walks off. Max rides off on his bicycle, and it's suddenly for just this twenty to thirty second sequence. It's suddenly ET the extraterrestrial uh-huh. with with you know the the kid riding his bike. We get all these like Spielbergy shots of him riding his bike through suburbia. And suddenly the score, like I said, it just mutates. It's now this John Williams Williams like knockoff, right? Like, it's just like, we just decided it's a different movie for 30 seconds. It's just as like out of place as like that crazy slapstick chase scene in the next 365 days. Right. It's like, what? How? Why is this in the movie? What is the fuck is this? there?
0: Are so many movies with you know really memorable Halloween sequences where their kids are milling about? E. T. I brought up, and it was a great shot of suburban Halloween kids running around a huge newly developed L. A. neighborhood or, or or Southern California neighborhood. This is Spielberg light, very really? very light. It's the yeah. it's the aping the score, it's aping the bike riding, but it doesn't really capture you know. I don't know, the, the the whole town getting up for it. It's just following them.
1: Absolutely. But as we'll find out when we're introduced to these next two characters, this is a small town really more out of something like David Lynch. Yes, right? This right. Is like This is like Twin Peaks for like ABC Family or something like this because we now meet the bullies. Uh-huh. The bullies. And boy, oh boy, do these bullies harp on the fact that Max is from California. He is called California. He's called Hollywood. Yeah. He's called Los Angeles. He's nope. called every, everything, man.
0: No, Los Angeles confuses them. They don't understand. He says L.A. and they go, "Oh, they get that <laughs> right." <laughs> these kids have never heard of Los Angeles, but they do know that Hollywood is somehow associated with it because they start calling him Hollywood. Yeah. This is where so I was like, two- "This movie's aggressively PG." Like these bad Good guys boy. are TV sitcom bad guys.
1: Seriously, one of them is like a really scrawny, pale, blonde kid. Yeah. Uh, and then one of them is a really kind of larger kid who is named Ernie, but no, he wants to be called Ice. Yeah. He's got ice shaved in the back of his head. It's broad. It's, it's as broad as the witches. Everybody's as broad as everybody else. Nobody's going for any kind of like level of subtlety here. Not even the normally restrained Charles. Charles
0: Rocket <laughs> usually toned down. Just the guy who fucking dropped an
1: F-bomb <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. He is like the chillest fucking dude in this movie oh boy um so they so take yeah, his the bullies shoes. they take his shoes they jack his new sneakers i mean like you moved to fucking quaint salem massachusetts for this nonsense i mean you couldn't have got your sneakers jacked back in right? california but Hollywood? they're like
0: nobody disrespects halloween in martown nobody disrespects the sanderson sisters
1: legend Here, <laughs> here so back home He's very upset. He yells, "I can't believe you made me move here!" Uh, he kind of runs past mom and dad, who are unpacking moving boxes. Right, so we get the okay. They, well, they still Obviously, just moved they in. They still haven't moved
0: all the way in.
1: There are boxes everywhere. He goes up to his room. It is completely set yeah. up, including an aquarium and a drum set. His room is like he has posters on the wall. It's like. But they didn't unpack, like, the silverware? No, what right? the fuck? His
0: room is totally set up. His parents are still unpacking boxes. His room has, like, f- uh, a nautical-themed on the wall, which I'm assuming ah. was, they didn't put a wallpaper. But he has bed sheets that match the wallpaper. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Why did you set up his room and then nothing That's... else in the kitchen?
1: What a weird, weird way to go. Oh, but yeah. So he's uh, in his room, and who pops out of the closet? Bye. It's his little sister, Danny. Yeah, played by Thora Birch, later of uh, American Ghost Beauty. World fame, American Beauty. Yeah, she pops out of the closet. Most unbelievable
0: um, thing about this movie: of witches huh. who die and we get resurrected, is that the sixteen-year-old goes to his room and doesn't immediately start furiously masturbating. <laughs> sure, that's he's that's had a hard day.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm sure he knocked five out before dinner,
1: but instead we get just that's it's so banal. It's just like all this dialogue just fills space, fills space, fills space. Here's the thing about this movie: quirky. There's not really any story. No,
0: that's what. I, yeah, I was talking about this. Yeah, there's not not you know a lot I mean?
1: happens. There's no character arcs really. There's like, like the one maybe character arc is like the brother learning to appreciate his sister a little bit maybe? more. But even then. He's an idiot all the way to the fucking end of the movie. It's just the last idiotic thing he does happens to fucking
0: work. The only arc happens with Thackeray Binks and he becomes a, not a cat anymore and he
1: gets to save somebody. That's right. That's, I mean, there's just not much there. There's right. not really any themes to the movie. And as we've, we said, there's not much style. It's just like, this is where it was just like, wow, this movie is just like, I guess it was just on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't, I get the, it's the, performances the love of I'm it telling being you on, but. it's just fun yeah. to watch
0: them goof around
1: but not for you I know for, not for me again you know so it's a it's uh, a it's all about taste
0: so he goes this this conversation with him and his sister goes from him lying on the bed with her lying next to him to go over yep. starts pounding on drums while she's still yep. talking to him and then yep. th- this is the part cracked me up too he's so teen angsty he had to clump, stomp up to his room. There's another set of stairs in his room that he gets to just stomp up, and then he just sits down on the staircase like that's just there for to take Sorry. out Teen Angst on.
1: It's just my brooding stairs.
0: Meanwhile, he's got no shoes on. He's still stomping and playing drums. That would fucking so kill good. your feet, right?
1: Absolutely. Oh boy, yeah, but he's forced to take his little sister trick or treating, even though the bullies already got him. And who's there shaking the kids down for candy? The bullies. Hey. Again, this is just a nightmare of a small town. Like these bullies are just running around, it's like, rampant, like whatever. Really, it's th- it's terrifying. It really is. I was expecting Killer Bob to just like walk in somewhere. So, um, they they fight. The brother and sister fight. She falls down on a pumpkin. Yeah,
0: cries in a bed of pumpkins.
1: Cries on a pumpkin, and it's fine. And then they're like, hey, check out this house. So then they walk in. They just, okay, so they're like, let's go trick-or-treating at this house. And so they walk into the house. Yeah. And just start grabbing candy. Like,
0: what if this was an Eyes Wide Shut style house? You know, I mean, there's powdered wig lechery happening, and I was really Oh, there really, really is. Intrigued.
1: Yeah. There is some sort of Barry Lyndon fucking... <laughs> Halloween party <laughs> at this house where they're all in like powdered wig costumes and stuff. But basically, again, like there's no indication on the door of like, no. hey, come in. No. There's candy in here. They just enter the house and start taking stuff. It's a class one felony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just let like, this is a beloved holiday classic. They just walk in a few They are from like California. Community. They were from California. This is what we do yeah. in California. So it turns out this is Allison's house, and her parents are having this weird costume party that they have every year. I got pretty mad because even the servants had to
0: dress up. It's like, that's fucked up. It's like, you guys want to do your Halloween thing? That's fine, but you got to make these servants dress
1: up. Oh, but up. it's nothing without the servants. No. It's nothing. Oh, it's just that. Mm, nah. It's just that perfect little it's just touch.
0: That disposable wealth It just. Like what is I- what does her parents do that she goes to this normal public high school and yet they can afford to throw this party on Halloween in that house, right?
1: Every year, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, mm, that's a whole oh, other no, movie. She
0: ran the museum, right? She ran. <laughs> that's the big money maker in that town is the Sanderson ah. and Sisters Museum. That's closed. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And this completely off-theme party that they're throwing on Halloween? <laughs> yeah. What? Why not throw it any other day but no, Halloween? You're right,
0: because it's not like they do a different theme every year. She's like, they do this every they year. They do this
1: every year. <laughs> they do this weird Stanley Kubrick fucking sex party every year. Oh, but this all leads to the kids all hanging out, uh, Max, Danny, and Allison, and we get this nightmare of a scene where Danny says that she can't wear a dress like Allison's because she doesn't have any, what do you call them, Max? Yabos? Right. Max loves your yabos. (laughs) Yabos. That's what Jeremy Jam from Parks and Rec (laughs) calls breasts.
0: (laughs) This is a good move, though, because girls love it when you talk about their yabos on, like, the second time you've talked to them, especially if you can get your little sister to bring them up.
1: If you can get the little sister, that's the real, just, like, introduce it super, super subtly. The
0: thing about, like, uh, Max and what's her name? God, the names really were hard for me to remember in this. I I know the actress's name is Vanessa.
1: Oh, uh, Allison.
0: Yeah, Allison. So, Max and Allison. It's, he never doesn't act like he's her boyfriend. It's just like right. from the time he gave her his number, he's following just her, like, he breaks I into know. her house, and then is just like, hey, talk about the yabos. And then just like, <laughs> I'm going to hang out with you now tonight.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's, it's it ends up being a good night for the Sure. Guests. So, they all go to visit the Sanderson sisters' house, which I guess- that's how they get in. Is that her mom runs a museum or something like that? Right,
0: used to because the place is the, it's got you know the candy sugar um, spider webs. Yeah, mix.
1: that's why I couldn't understand. I was like, wait, what? It's closed. Like, is this I don't
0: know closed? why it closed, but they're it's there like this would be their time of year
1: to have that thing open. But there's still electricity because they just turned the. Light
0: sure, on. you got to pay for the electricity to keep going to that place. So.
1: Anyway, another B and E to add to the rest. <laughs> yeah, just racking up um, the felonies. They fight this prophecy about a virgin uh. lighting the black flame candle on Halloween night. Oh my God, that's very similar to a prophecy that we just heard. Max decides I'm just gonna light this thing. Like, what impresses a girl more than lighting a candle?
0: It is. It, it is established. It, it, that's true. That's a good point. He Max Max does know a little something about women. Can, they love candles. <laughs>
1: Seriously.
0: It is established that he doesn't smoke because the bullies first thing they do is ask him for cigarettes, and he's like, right. "I don't smoke." Why Up is this kid carrying a fucking lighter? This kid is, is dark. He, dark? he has demons. <laughs> Seriously,
1: what is going on with this kid? He's and a little he's too very... ready to
0: light shit on fire.
1: Oh, he's 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 ready to go at any any second. It's the
0: bedwetting. It's the sta- stair stamping. That's the trifecta of serial killer. <laughs>
1: And cruelty to animals. And as he's about to light the candle, what happens? But a black cat leaps out and attacks he his face. Gets in a fist fight with a black cat. And the, the cat just attacks his face and run off. Remember this later when we find out the cat can talk. Right. <laughs> right. And his decision here was like, I need to communicate something very quickly. I'm just going to attack your face.
0: <laughs> I'm going to behave That's, like only a cat would.
1: Like... 300 years, I figured out what I'm going to do. My sole purpose on Earth
0: is to prevent this candle from getting lit. I can communicate the way humans communicate. My choice is to scratch his face.
1: I'm just going to go for the face. (laughs) I guess the eyes, he can't see it. Then he can't light the candle. that's, That's where my head went right there. Um, but right now Max gets attacked by a cat in the face. Now he really wants to light this candle for no reason. Oh, yeah. No. You- He's like determined to light this candle. You scratch now. me, He's cat? Like, oh, this candle's getting really yeah, oh, fucking lit now. Oh, I will light this candle. <laughs> and what happens? Magic things happen. And this is again how inelegant the movie is about big moments. Like yeah. there's this really long build up of like, oh no, da, 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 the floor is shaking, ceiling's shaking, there's lights, there's all these things happening, all this stuff, and they're like, Oh my god, what's happening? And then they just walk in. Yep. They just like walk hey, here we are. Hey. What's up? They just walk in the door, the Sanderson sisters. I mean, all it is still, I mean, time has not dulled their, you know, capacity for just going over the top at all, but they just walk right in and just like pick right up where they left off. Boom. Bigger than, broader than ever. So, I mean, here's a question. Okay. So, the witches are back. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is the motive of these witches, right? So, at first, the motive was like, let's suck the life force out of children. Sure. And we'll get younger, right? Because they're like, all right. We're younger, but we're Bette Midler, Kathy Najimi younger, right? We're, we're still middle-aged yeah. women. They want to get younger younger. Yeah. They want to be, you know, 20 years old or whatever again. That is does not come up anymore, right? There's actually no real understanding of, like, what are they here to do? And then at a certain point, very late in the third act, one of the kids just decides that they know everything, and they figure it out, right? Do they want to just suck the life force of the children? Do they want to eat the children? Like what there's a talk of a shiska baby? Yeah, do they just do they, hate I don't children? know like what is I don't know what exactly what they want. But again, this goes back to the fact that there, there isn't really a story and there isn't really character no. arcs in this movie or themes.
0: I I was communicating that cuz I watched it with my girlfriend and I was communicating the part like about where they get burned alive and right. they become a green vapor and then all of a yeah. sudden the green vapor just comes back.
1: Sure. Like, hanging killed why? them. Why not? Yeah, right. Like the hanging was enough, but getting burned alive and there's was no, like, they gonna... don't. It
0: doesn't take any point to describe or explain why. Like usually a character would find that knowledge out why they sure. couldn't be killed that way. It was just to get everybody calm and thinking that the threat was over and go be yeah. um, uh, vulnerable
1: again. Give me a false hope that this was a 65 minute long. <Yeah>. So again, like Ebert said, laughing at their own jokes. I mean, this is like everyone just, I mean, I just, everyone seems to think this is just so freaking hilarious. Them like bonking each other on the heads to like doink comedy sound effects and like all of the screaming and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker saying the same word over and over again and jumping up and down. It just, it, it just goes on. It just, it, it goes on, you know, uh, it's, uh, time flies when you're dead <laughs> is a big line that's not a joke no. that's none of that none of that doesn't none of that plays off of anything whatever nonsense all right so the witches they're they're okay hey whoa let's use our selective magic and zap this guy all over the place There's a zap we can zap all over the place and then big reveal the cat's like hey hey I can talk right hey so he helps them escape I was incredulous at this part I was like oh my god. Just tell him, don't light the candle. I'm a talking cat. You can trust me. I'm a talking cat. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing I've committed my life to. I've lived for 300 years in a cat body (laughs) to prevent the very thing that I just allowed to happen because I decided to scratch your cheek (laughs) rather than just say, don't light that candle. I'm a cat. (laughs) (laughs) It's.
0: It's not worth it. You didn't even have to reveal yourself. Just be a, a voice from the darkness. That would have scared the hey. shit out of the kids. Meow. Don't light it. Meow. But this is also where the directing is so bad because there's this big mm. fight. This is our heroes meeting our villains. And yeah. he gets a close up of their feet running out of the door. Like, mm-hmm. what are you think why are you thinking that's the thing I need to capture? Why did
1: you need that? why did you need that? Um Yeah. So Thackeray. This is the boy from earlier who was turning into a cat. He allowed the Black Flame candle to get lit, even though this, again, this is what he's been alive for 300 years to kind of prevent from happening. He places all the blame on Max, calls him an airhead virgin, and basically is like, I failed you, Emily, my sister, who is. I don't know why he exactly. I mean, he has some sort of knowledge of the afterlife that her ghost is like waiting for her. So we find out later she was waiting for him. The I don't know. I what, don't know. And, Nonsense. The Mitch the witches, meanwhile, they do not take a breather or a breath. They're again, they're always going. They're always they're always in a shot together. Yes. Almost always in this film. They're all three of them there. They're always doing something, screaming, stumbling, dancing, doing shtick. They fly overhead. They're still doing shtick. More shtick. Yeah. We're on a broom doing shtick. So the kids are like, oh my god, oh my god. All right. So like this movie is it's there's no story. There's no, like, here's our quest. Here's what we need to do. Like, we don't really even know exactly what the witches want, except they like children. They want children. They, they hate they children. children. They hate children. I don't know. I don't know. So, basically, what are you going to do with your time? It's just going to be chase, 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 chase. So, this is the chase part of the movie. So, they're getting chased. The witches are chasing them. They now wake up. They raise the dead. They raise a zombie named Billy Butcherson, who was apparently poisoned by Winifred centuries ago. And he is played by Doug Jones. Uh, you probably know him best from the Guillermo del Toro films. He was the creature in Shape of Water. He was the faun and the uh, other creature. Pan's in, Labyrinth. Um, Pads labyrinth. He was. Um, he, if you've seen Abe a bunch of makeup on a skinny the person, in person, yeah, exactly. So he's like the long, skinny version of Andy Serkis. Yeah, like you would you know him better, covered in you know motion capture stuff than you. Do. And he's
0: doing you know, scarecrow from Wizard of Oz type physicality.
1: You know, obviously, if you're a witch who can zap anything, you can just zap those kids in any goddamn time. But instead, much easier to raise a zombie who you murdered. To chase them so that happens max <laughs> knocks billy's head off and the kids they find shelter in the old salem crypt so now we get to be the goonies for, for like two minutes this town has a fucking catacombs <laughs> uh, all right so meanwhile the witches they're back up on the surface they get picked up by a bus uh-huh and a very randy bus driver. Oh, it's it's the late night shift on Halloween. He's seen a lot of women in uh, slutty cat costumes and stuff. This is
0: and the so this is the 69 route to to Hornytown. That's the <laughs> bus this guy's driving. <laughs>
1: they get on and he's uh, they says i can you know get, take you wherever you want and they say that, that what they want is children yeah and he says all right well it may take me a couple of times it's so broad it's so it's broad really this is my favorite
0: part of the movie though the witches the fish out of water stuff with the witches interacting with modern day stuff like this
1: i mean interacting <laughs> they just like They just scream and yell and (laughs) run around and fall down and bug their eyes out. You know, I mean, it's just, it's... mm, I don't know. uh, They uh, sneeze
0: and someone says, bless you, and they all fucking freak out. That's some, uh, that cracks me up. That's a genuine laugh for me. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Hats off. Hats off. Uh, The bus runs over the cat. Oh, no. Thackeray's dead. I know. Tears. Oh, no. But he reinflates and he's fine. Let's move on. Within like a second. there's no there's no time for any emotion to land. Whatever you were going for, <laughs> funny, weird, heartbreaking, relief, like anything that you were going for on that journey of, oh, no, the talking cat died. Right. And, oh, no, he's fine. We're moving on. Let's not talk about it again. Nothing. You don't get a chance for any of it. It's just like, there it is. It was all there, and now we're moving on. Yeah. So it's nothing. Right. It's just nothing, which is this movie. It's just nothing. It's Hocus Pocus, which is <laughs> – <laughs> Hocus Pocus is nothing. That just means nothing. This means the movie is a big nothing. Whatever. Uh, the witches, they're they're fooled by the costumes. They're like, we don't know where these kids are. They're all nurses and fairies and Frankensteins or whatever. Yeah, there's some
0: legit costumes. Like the oh, kids are pretty. dressed up
1: like no kids in Halloween ever dress
0: up. Like nobody's got the pretty plastic great. costume, the cheapo stuff
1: so they're all like who are these you know these weird creatures running around but then they see someone dressed as the devil and they flock to him they just like oh okay that must be the devil you know we're brides of Satan sounds good and and the devil is played by Gary Marshall
0: I always knew Gary Marshall was the devil
1: like oh come on seriously he's a delightful, delightful happy days
0: went on way too long (laughs)
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, we get another scene of just awkward comedy in- involving a teenager's virginity. This motorcycle cop grills Max It's like, are you really a virgin? Are you really light the black flame candle?" What's that deal about? And then he just rides off, and it turns out he was just some guy in a costume. Right. A costume that was way too convincing to be riding around in a motor
0: exactly. motorcycle. Exactly. Like that guy. There's,
1: just, there's no way that you were like, no one's going to think that I'm really a cop. Like, It's what? troubling
0: no. to think that that guy had that stuff to be able to dress up. He either borrowed it from a corrupt cop buddy. who's like, <laughs> yeah, sure, take my bike. Or he, this guy pulls people over on the road and <laughs> pretends to be an officer of the law.
1: And then, meanwhile, Billy, Billy Butcherson loses his fingers. He kind of sticks his head up over a, a manhole and Kabonk, the motorcycle cop, runs over. But Iron his Giant
0: finger. style, his body parts come back to him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so then we meet, uh, we're back in the devil's house. This is just the guy dressed like the, the devil. He's Gary Marshall. And who is Gary Marshall's wife? Penny Marshall. Right. His sister. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of things In parents life, had to explain to kids watching this. Movie. That is upsetting. I was like, how hard would it have been to find? Here's a thought: any other actress, I, uh, any other actress, and were these scenes like so freaking essential that you were like, well, we need the comedy timing of a Penny Marshall right? for this nonsense? Like, it's for it's her awful. three lines, and you know, it's really it's, awful. It's just like. Nonsense. Everyone's yelling and goofing around and she comes in and she's like the Herod and wife and she storms off and then she storms in and and, so Sarah Jessica Parker's thing. She's just kind of the ditz of the group. I mean, again, they're all idiots, but she's like the blonde ditz. She will just take a word and just yell it and yell it and yell it like a two year old would. Yeah. You know? she, so she's in this scene, yells, "A muck, a 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 muck and then until someone punches her in the stomach. That's that's the, yeah, that's the this like, is, this is the aesthetic of the film. But
0: that's like the most identifiable phrase slogan, you know? Like if people are buying hocus pocus gear, it's gonna say "a muck a muck", a muck on there setting which means you get to go and punch them in the stomach
1: so they go to this costume party they're looking for mom and dad this is we're back to max and danny now uh dad's a vampire mommy is cone bra madonna the witches arrive more elbows to the gut blah 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 the most horrifying thing is that it, it is the 90s so there's a swing band playing of course yeah and it's a skeleton swing band Ugh, band, the so. worst kind themes uh, Max jumps up, he grabs the mic, he points out the Sanderson sisters, but the sisters all act like it's a bit, uh, we're the Sanderson sisters, right? Because we're like, you know, from Over Salem. So instead they get on stage and perform screaming Jay Hawkins, I put a spell on you. Which again, this is where I wrote in my notes, people love... This movie—it's
0: a very Branson, Missouri,
1: Screaming <laughs> oh version. Oh my God! Yes, but oh. see the, the movie's Jukebox musical. Screaming Jay—it's
0: so like, like I couldn't really tell if they were actually putting a spell on the audience or not, right? Until yeah. you find out later that the parents did really dance until they were going to die.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you get the idea. Uh, early on, there's a thing where they're singing with the nooses around their neck and everyone says, you know, cover your ears. Ah, uh,
0: right. Okay, so it did tie back.
1: Their singing is some kind of a spell. That, that's right. And Sarah Jessica
0: being. Parker sings to the children of the town. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, um, you know, while all of this is happening, you know, Billy is chasing the kids all around. Mom and dad are like, that's hilarious. I mean... The, even if you thought it was a guy in a costume, why would that be hilarious? Yeah, that someone's <laughs> chasing your child. <laughs> a guy in a costume, an adult at this party, where we're all drinking. It's very sexual. He's just chasing my children around. I don't Fun. know this man. He probably now, who smells. Is it? Who is it? <laughs> he smells like death. Literal death. I'm going to say, though, um, for 320 years dead, he looks pretty good. He's hanging in there. He really is. Um. So there's more chasing, there's more chasing, more music. And then finally, yeah, Bette Miller says, dance. Dance until you die. And so the parents just are all like, let's fucking freak. So they all just get down to the task of boogying. The kids escape. There's a stove. And this gives Allison an idea. She's just like, oh, light bulb, I got an idea. I saw a stove. The logistics of how all of this works out I I don't think any human alive could possibly explain. This is like the big sleep here. There's just like, there's not really an answer to it. Okay. Like, there's just there's an answer. The witches are just at the school now. Yeah. So Allison's like, I have an idea. The witches are at the school. Yep. They're just at the school. They get lured into a kiln, locked in, and incinerated. And somehow. This All a bit by the kids Max lure got them into in the there.
0: school, They and the Sanderson sisters knew they went to the got school. Got on the PA. Got, got in the principal's office, or whoever does the PA, got on that, and now is just doing bits about scaring these witches
1: <laughs> and daring them to find them in the basement. So they go in the kiln, they get locked in, and kaboosh, they're incinerated. Yeah. Burned, burned alive. I didn't know if
0: this was the end of the movie because the
1: movie has handled these moments so,
0: like, oh, okay, you know, yeah,
1: like it's no real big deal. Yeah,
0: I thought, okay, this might just be the
1: end. Maybe it's just over, and the movie is over. Good job, kids. This is like a sixty-minute <laughs> just <laughs> we're, a soft we're trying breeze. to fill a sixty-minute time slot, you know, on Disney Channel here. Um. So yeah, it's all good. They're celebrating. The witches are just. Puffs of purple and green smoke. Green now. vapor oozes out of the chimney. Yeah. Danny is ready to adopt Thackeray. Right. He's still a cat. All's well, Max and Allison fall asleep in each other's arms. They're madly in love now.
0: You, I'm telling you, you lead with the yabos. He tried to give her right. his number. No. You talk about the yabos, yeah. chicks are well, melted butter, Get your little man. sister
1: to do it. Classic stuff. So all's good. But no, it isn't. Because the witch's smoke goes back into the chimney. (laughs) They reconstitute into witch form. And they're fine. How? They busted
0: the door then. Like, why
1: couldn't they do that before they got burned up? They just boom right out. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) These are the most inconsistent powers that any witch has ever fucking had. Okay. So they're fine now. So while everyone's sleeping and the parents are still dancing, the bullies are out teepeeing houses. They call the sisters ugly chicks. And then in the next scene, they're in cages, like a Pinocchio cage from when he was, like, fucking a marionette in the fucking circus.
0: So what power did they use to take those bullies back to the cages? Like, did they wrap them up? Yeah, right. Did they overpower them and fly? They didn't have their brooms anymore.
1: They just uh, – the power of editing. They just walked them
0: to – yeah, the power of editing.
1: Now the bullies <laughs> are in cages.
0: Again, probably would have been useful when they had the kids they were targeting for some reason in their site.
1: But they also lament, okay, we don't have magic because the kids took the book. And so we don't have enough magic to like do anything. So they just so, – I
0: imagine they grabbed the bullies' ears and we're just like walking them.
1: Hey, come on, yous. Um, but who fucks around – with things that he doesn't understand, our hero, the big dumb idiot, Max. He's just like, I'll fuck around with this spellbook yeah. to help Thackeray, who told me specifically, do not fuck around with this spellbook. Like, literally, do not fuck around with this spellbook. I'm straight up fucking not fucking joking with you. Leave the spellbook alone. Yeah. Don't touch the spellbook. I'm a cat. I sleep a lot. Don't touch the spellbook. I've book seen some shit
0: in my 300 years, Max. Do not <laughs> yeah, touch the like, fucking
1: spellbook. Don't make me fucking rip your eyes out. Did not make me do that. I will fucking do it. So, but no, he's like, oh, well, let's just fuck around with this book. The book sends a signal to the sisters. The sisters. <laughs> So they break into the house, right? So like one of them runs her nail down like the screen in a window. Well, so no, but, but
0: how do they get to the house? They get to the house because, because remember, they took the bullies back, put them in the cages. They don't have right. their brooms, so they have to fly, so yes. they have to do, use makeshift brooms. Like, like they find right. a mop, a broom, and then Kathy Najimi flies a, a vacuum. Yeah. Okay, gag, I get it, whatever. But the funny part is the, the vacuum makes vacuum noises as she's flying. Yeah. Like it's plugged in. Why don't the brooms... Are, Make like sweep, sweep noises or <laughs> the mop makes swish, slosh noises.
1: Uh, oh, and these, as I said earlier, I mean, there's a fair amount of CGI and other, uh, you know, other computer effects in the movie. But some of these flying oh, scenes yeah. where they have them taking off like from the house and going out. Oh, man. Oh, it's, it's obvious. They were like, all right, you can fly straight. Right. And not up or down. We can
0: we can raise you five feet <laughs> fr- from an already raised position. We can't show you coming off the ground from already raised position. Move five feet, and then we're going to move you back. And <laughs> then move you five feet, and then move you back.
1: It's just great when they're, like, try to have a dog fight like, later. <laughs> just like, this is not fucking Top Gun magic <laughs> stuff right here. So, so the witches come back, and they hide. Yeah. Like they hide in the house, yeah, and then they come out and they start zapping people. Just like just, like, just zap people. Just come out and zap people. But yeah, how? Do What's they... the defense against zapping people? Okay, and why do they have like, their powers no... again? Why? Right. Uh, but now they have the book. They have Danny. They have zapping for now. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they zap Max one more time, and then just explode out of the house, like explode. Mm-hmm out of the roof of the house after zapping Max, and you're just like, you snuck in. Why did you you sneak in? Why? Uh, Green Goblin,
0: that shit. Just blow the wall open to come in. Boom, boom, boom. Display of force. Shock and awe. No need
1: to knock. So the witches are now flying over. They got the book back. They got their magic back, and Sarah Jessica Parker sings this Come Little Children song. And these children are like entranced, you know, like the pie. Doing, they're doing
0: something. like a Thorzine shuffle, like Randall Murphy at the end of One Flew right. Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Towards the cabin.
1: It's a little village of the dam. Yes. Uh, these kids. Great call. You know, they're, all, they're all a little zombie Um, But suddenly, Allison, remember Allison? Don't worry about it. She's figured out all of the stakes. She's figured out what the witches really want, and she set a ticking clock The script said so that
0: she needs to know that information now, and she knows it it's now. It's like,
1: how do you know it? The screenwriter whispered it in my ear while you weren't looking. So basically, here it comes down to eat children before sunset, live forever. Don't eat children before sunset, die forever. Okay.
0: Got to eat the children right. before the sunset.
1: So we got our stakes and we got our ticking clock. Thank you, Allison, for that like mid-third act, like sudden revelation for no reason. <laughs>
0: Order a couple of, like, uh, Tyler's over my hammy. Uh, Give me a little Brittany a la carte or Brittany Hollandaise. Yeah. They're just ordering up child dishes.
1: (laughs) So. So they're making the potion. They're back in their house. They're making their potion. Max busts in, and he does this whole fake out with Daylight Savings. Where he's like, I, I know something you don't. Daylight savings. And then the big light comes in. And it's like, oh, they didn't know about daylight's in. But uh, they somehow have instant context for it. It's just like, okay, boom. Uh, the sun just popped out. Anyway, the sisters are idiots, right? Yeah. Like, they're all just very, very They do stupid. comically they broad get,
0: death from the lights.
1: They don't even understand the sun. I mean, they're witches and they don't <laughs> even understand the sun. But anyway, he fakes them out. Max uh, sees the bullies and, in a moment of compassion, takes his sneakers back and leaves them to die.
0: Yes. I was like, this is the hero. This is the hero of our movie. Max has a body count this night. He has-
1: It's just like, empathy? Set fire to three
0: witches. He knows these witches are still alive. He knows they didn't die. And then he's left them, the two children, hanging in cages to suffer unknown tortures.
1: Well, be eaten for sure. At and least have their essence sucked. I mean, yeah, that's like your baseline right there. <laughs> so more, you know, more witch stick, more shtick, more shtick. We're ramping up the shtick. We're we're heading into the final stretch here. I've always wanted a child, and now I think I'll have one. On toast. Ba da da. Again, this is one of like two or three things in the lines in this movie that actually have like the cadence of a joke. Of a joke, yeah. They're more often like this next scene where Max is driving the car and Winifred flies alongside him and says, Pull over and let me see your driver's permit. Yeah. Not a joke. It's not a joke. How does she it's know what a driver's words. permit is? So doesn't even know what a driver's yeah. permit is, right? Like, where what do they have context for and what don't they have context for?
0: Also, the hubris of these villains. You have two children right there in your place. Max left – Max actually would have if, – if they would have just killed these two and sucked their life force, Max would have been solely responsible for that because he left them the power to do that.
1: Yeah. Like, he let um. them have
0: the spell. Uh, Here's but- the
1: thing, though those those dudes were just pounding vag like all <laughs> fucking day. There's no way those guys were virgins. They, those dudes were just hitting. Oh, they needed a virgin it. to suck the life force from. I thought it was just maybe. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They they always just need virgins. I think that's the whole child thing. They're really just a virgin. Oh, okay. They're like they're uh, you know, like wow and, uh, kids.
0: I mean, they they were living in the 1600s. People couldn't have been virgins much past like 13. Like life was tough <laughs> back then. <laughs> no,
1: right? You were grandma at that point. So. Billy catches up to them and they command him, Billy, take him out. Billy, remember Billy's just been chasing them this whole time. (laughs) The man is tired. Didn't chase you. I was like, I'm dead, I'm chasing you. But he unsutures his mouth. His mouth is like, you know, sewed shut. He uncuts his mouth and he insults the witches. He's like, No, I don't like you witches. Bad witches. At which point I was like, what the fuck is this journey of Billy Butchers? Like (laughs) and like suddenly Max is like it's a good zombie. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Wh- well, wh- what was everything that, like, what was all like, what was chasing them all over the ball about? Like, what was that? Right.
0: I mean, just because you couldn't say it to the witch doesn't mean you could, you still had to do what they said just cause you couldn't say no. But right. the second but you then, can say no, then you're telling them off. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm a good guy now.
1: No. And now we're all on Billy Butcher's side. We love Billy Butcher. I, co- I implicitly
0: like, trust this dead re-
1: resurrected corpse. How could I not trust this guy? He seems like a cool dude. So the witches, they're all like, ah, we'll get you. And they fly off. And the kids run. And then the witches fly back. Where do they go? (laughs) They just keep crisscrossing. They're just like, bye. And they're like, here we are again.
0: But again, this is like the worst, like the directing. This is a scene where she's flying next to him driving. And it's supposed to be like action intense. And I mean, Goonies had a more Mm -hmm. action-packed, Car driving scene where he grabs a kid and he's riding the trike next to it, right? And that's yeah. a fucking trike. And it was—you have a broom flying next to a car. You could have done all kinds of cool shit.
1: Nah, yeah. nothing ridiculous. Um, and again, a lot more of these practical flying effects—they're really bad. The a worst lot more selective zapping.
0: The worst is Max now has a bat, and he's swinging at one of them on the on the broom. Mm. At no time does Kenny Ortega get them both in the same shot. So you get a sense of the space. Right. Is he like? Is he swinging in air? Is he up close? Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, she just has the bat now. She grabs the bat and takes it from him. Yeah. Like they're never in the same shot. It's just shot reverse shot, and it's terrible. I wanted really to like. I wanted to get into this, and I couldn't.
1: You can't. It's just. It's so poorly made. Again, like the. It's kind of shocking that this was. I mean, this wasn't a huge budget movie, but this was not a low budget movie either. This was like in the days where they had medium budget. Was it all just, I mean, was
0: it all talent? I mean, where did the, like, I just just think he wasn't a good
1: director. I don't, I don't. No, I mean, that's it. He just wasn't, you know, and you you watch Newsies and it's kind of the same thing. Like there's some entertaining stuff. There's like you have young Christian Bale in there. You have talent. You have an idea, but it's just like, it's just not staged well as a film. Yeah. You know, he's a good choreographer, but he's just not staged well in the in the mise-en-scene, yeah. you know, the editing, the cinematography. None of it kind of really holds up together. And these, yeah, this big action sequence happening here is just rough. They create this, like, salt barrier to protect Danny. You know, we've got to protect Danny because they want her life force. You know, they want to eat her life force. Danny's dumb as shit because she just walks right out of it. She does for no reason. She's just like, oh, what's that? She walks out and she just gets snatched. She's like, damn it. <laughs> God damn it, Danny. My God. Danny, team player here. Come on now. I, I was on your side, Danny. But why? But who leaps in to save the day? It's Thackeray. Hey. Thackeray the black cat. And Max decides, I'm going to take Thackeray's advice. I'm going to protect my little sister. I'm going to drink the potion and protect her. And now Beth Miller has to suck out my life force. Right. So... They are, she's trying to suck out life force. Everyone's fighting. The soundtrack is just blaring away like no fucking tomorrow. Uh, the sun's coming up. Winifred's trying to suck Max's life force out. But uh, the sun coming up, the uh, Kathleen and Jimmy and Sarah Jessica Parker, they fly up into the stratosphere. Uh, Winifred turns into a statue and then they all explode. Boosh. And everything's yeah. fine. Threat neutralized. Danny says, I love you, jerk face, to her sister, to his, to her brother.
0: It would have been so much cooler if... Um, so he drinks it to save his sister. Yeah. She has to suck the life force out of him. Mm. And she's sucking it out of him and sucking it out. Him, and then it realized she can't get anything out of him. And you realize that when Allison slept and they slept together, he fingered her or something like that. And then she's like no longer a virgin. So like... in the, in the like... <laughs> To bring all the Halloween hours, while his sister Thackeray was sleeping in the same room. And that's why it's a, <laughs> tie up the Virgin, virgin Arc here. somehow. I mean, it's the most talked about character uh, of this guy.
1: Seriously, I mean, It's a classic ABC Family fair. <laughs> <laughs> BJ or something like maybe she can only suck up partial life
0: force, and she did suck out some life force because we saw we saw the swirls.
1: Yeah. So, like, is he just going to go
0: gray at twenty five? Like,
1: yes. Right. He,
0: <laughs> what portion of his life did he lose?
1: He's he, going to be a Benjamin Button from <laughs> now. He's he's going to da. He's, he's getting he's, prostate he's checked. checked at old 21. as he's ever going to get. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, everything's fine. Billy Butcherson. He's fine. He goes go covers himself
0: back up and knocks out.
1: Binks is dead, but don't worry, before that has even a nanosecond to land, it's okay because there's the ghost of the human, Thackeray. Thackeray's fine. He says, you freed me, Danny. Thanks for lighting the candle. Come Uh, play with us, Danny,
0: forever. Yes,
1: (laughs) And he reconnects with Ghost Emily, <laughs> and Ghost Emily's like, "What ha- Like, what the fuck? I was three hundred years in limbo, gee."
0: Why is Emily at the at the fucking cemetery? Is like, does right. that just where she hangs out? Or has she been following that cat all along? It's
1: like, what the just hell? Just eternally pissed she can't pet it. So off uh, Thackeray goes with Ghost Emily, Go- Ghost Thackeray with Ghost Emily, but not before giving Little Danny a kiss and whispering in her ears. I shall always be with you. That was the most
0: terrifying Weird, part. Weird. <laughs> most terrifying
1: Setting. <laughs> it's like something she'll be telling to her therapist for decades. Uh, so, yeah, him and Emily walk off. He's like, hey, sorry. He says, sorry, Emily, I had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light a candle. So there you go with that. Tears, smiles, <laughs> And, and, and his little sister's like, what's a virgin? No <laughs> context for that. Thanks. Thanks, weirdo. Yeah, thanks for telling me that you had to wait for a virgin to light a candle. Three fucking centuries. Uh, So there you go. Big fanfare. The end. They walk off, but we get two more scenes. The parents stumbling out of the party, curse broken, and then the bullies are still in their cages. And we see that the eye in the spell book is still open, leaving the door open for a sequel, which they eventually made. They made uh, almost thirty years later. In
0: Soviet Salem book watches you.
1: And that really is the end That's of it. Hocus Hocus. That's your movie, Quirky. It's beloved. Everybody loves it. Do they? I'm the one monster in the world who doesn't like it. Anything you want to add before we uh give our ratings?
0: Uh, like I think there's no better description of how incompetent the the storytelling or just like the tension the stakes building is like there wasn't one cut back to the parents just keep dancing like that's that's a classic hallmark of good editing in movie is like you, you've right. got this thing this ridiculous thing happening
1: well set up you set up a joke yes that all the other events
0: off. you follow you keep cutting back to that
1: yeah right it's like suddenly you have like a tense moment With the kids and the witches, and then you cut back and the parents just going for it, right? The same son, they're still dancing. They're even talking about how
0: exhausted they are, but they're still gleefully going for it. You
1: cut back later, and they're still dancing, but they're barely, they're barely. It's, it's. They they shoot (laughs) horses, don't (laughs) they?
0: It's like, you know, it's just terrible. But I think that just that's. (laughs) But they did no. That's emblematic of this movie. Like I'm surprised they even came back to it at all.
1: Oh, me too. In the end, I was like, "Wow, we're really just gonna leave that leave that be," you know. And they come back to it, but it's not even a joke. No. They they don't mind anything. They just stumble out, and then there we go. We're done. Yeah, the comedy is just—it's again. This is like the movie. It's one level of comedy, and it's just right, right down the middle, right in your face. You can't get—you're not going to not get the joke because there really isn't a joke, right? right? You know, like there's nothing in this movie. It's Halloween.
0: Yep. Yes, that and that's kind of why I was saying it's like it's just as much a decoration. Um I will say here's the thing I've been getting live time fact checking. Uh I w- was told that the museum shut down because a lot of spooky things happened. That's oh. the justification in the movie for why the museum shut down.
1: Sure. And then the
0: lighter was huge in- money maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the town's built on being Salem, but we're going to shut down this it, it's yeah, it's like almost uh let there be light. Like they can't figure out how to make money with an atheist who Turns Christian. Like, this town can't figure out how to make money with a spooky thing in a spooky town. Uh, And then two, the lighter was in a cash register, uh, was by the cash register. So he did pick up the lighter. Yes, so while rifling through the cash register on his second B&E of the night, he finds a
1: lighter. But he did pull it out a lot, uh, including many times where it was very unnecessary. He
0: took to the flame like a young Drew Barrymore. I mean, this was fire starter. (laughs) but thank you my girlfriend did fact check that
1: thank you very much
0: all right you ready to you ready to give yeah should we
1: just give our ratings just remind everybody run-of-the-mill bad film it's a dare next level bad double dare movie we actually like reverse dare quirky it's hocus pocus what do you give it
0: um okay so i watched it i watched it with my girlfriend who i will reveal is an ardent fan uh enjoys it loves it it's a comforting feeling. I enjoyed yeah. watching it with her. We had a good time, and we talked about it. And I and I adore the performances. I really, really celebrate the performances of Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, Doug Jones. Even they're going for it. They're good. I love characterization where there's physicality that informs the performance. So even if it's a slight thing of a crooked mouth, even if it's a, a hunch or a ditzy, like almost like childlike wonder at the world like sarah jessica parker's doing or bet midler who's just kind of being the mo and going broad on it i loved all that they didn't get much like it's stooge it's stooges it's not marx brothers so they didn't get much witty banter it's just goofy um and that kept me in the directing just as much took me out Mm -hmm. and the lack of an actual story or uh things just happen things just they just happen in this movie um so it's inoffensive, and I liked it, but it's a dare. I wouldn't recommend this to say like, "You got to see this movie." It, but I'm I don't hate it. I don't. Hate it. It's mm-hmm. it's just so aggressively safe.
1: Yeah, uh, aggressively safe is my double dare. Yeah, honestly, um, there's nothing I dislike more than aggressively safe, except maybe these sort of like super broad. Knock each other on the head, sort of comedy that is like really right at the center of this movie with the three performances. So I celebrate no one. I celebrate nothing. And your childhood, and I'm speaking to all of our listeners here, is terrible. (laughs) And frankly, so is mine. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Double dare.
0: That's all we have for you on this episode of Scare Daniel, but we'll be back.
1: Until then, send your dares to us at daredaniel.com. Be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like and rate us on your favorite podcast app. If you want to donate to the podcast, visit daredaniel.com and click the donate button or find support the show in the menu. Corky. Yeah. Yo, Billy Butcherson, you, yeah. what are you doing out there? What are you doing? You're hocusing, you're pocusing, you're focusing, you're schmocusing. What's going on?
0: Well, me and my skeleton themed swing group, the Cherry Poppin' Zombies, <laughs> we're going to be performing all kinds of Halloween parties uh, from Salem, you know, down to the Cackle uh, Actually, I'm performing at the Sacramento Comedy <laughs> Spot, Anti Cooperation <laughs> League. Camp comedy, MRI, come down, see shows, have fun, take classes.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, come down and take classes. Take scary classes. Take non-scary classes. You don't want to be scared, you know? I mean, it's scary being up there, right? With the improv, you got no net. Terrifying. You got nothing. Terrifying. So, Halloween theme, full circle, brought it around. For Dare Daniel, I'm Daniel Barnes. And I'm Corky McDonald saying
0: uh, I have to go light a candle with a virgin.
1: (laughs) It's not a euphemism.
0: (laughs) See ya.